Thank you for that music. We will be joining together at the beginning of our bulletin to sing verses one, four, and five of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We continue together on page three of our bulletin. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now Angie and Marley are going to light the Advent wreath for us. Okay, ready, Marley? Yeah. Today we light the candle of hope and the candle. God, please help us. Sorry, puppy. Uh, God, please help us to understand peace and share it with others. We wait for Jesus to be born with hope and peace.
Excellent. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God. God be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Merciful God, you sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. <clears throat> Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I do? What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He, he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You have been gracious to your land, O Lord. You have restored the good fortune of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people and blotted out all their sins. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying, for he is speaking peace to his faithful people and to those who turn their hearts to him. Truly, his salvation is very near to those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring up from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. The Lord will indeed grant prosperity, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and peace shall be a pathway for his feet. A reading from Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved. 
that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord, the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was, was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, 
but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Growing up, I lived in such a place that in elementary school, we were sent off for several days each year to do wilderness survival camp. Being in Alaska, I learned had unique aspects of childhood. In fifth and sixth grade, we'd be sent out during summertime and wintertime to learn how we would survive in the wilderness. In the summer, that meant learning about berries and trees. In the winter, it mostly learned about surviving in the harshest conditions and how to survive hypothermia. Not light lessons for fifth and sixth graders, but important ones when the wilderness is not a distant place you go, but truly your backyard. It is not hard for me to conjure images of the wilderness. And the wilderness is what our gospel conjures for us today. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The wilderness is an archetype in our world, a place that perhaps we imagine as outdoors untouched by people, rocky terrains, harsh winds, unforgiving weather. The wilderness is a place that we imagine is without our comforts. The wilderness is a place without our buildings and protections. The wilderness is meant to be a place that is less secure than what we are used to. That is where our gospel begins today. And it begins in the oddest way. See, we are at the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark. And it says, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is good news, us finding ourselves in the wilderness. Today, the second Sunday of Advent, we still are not yet talking about a baby Jesus. But we are talking about one who is to come. But the gospel is throwing it, us into it in an unexpected direction, turning it sideways and intentionally making us uncomfortable. The problem with the wilderness as our archetype is how we normally come to it. See, when we think of the wilderness, perhaps like me, you think of the wilderness as being an uninhabited place or a place before people some pristine, untouched nature, be it beautiful or terrifying. It is a place that is uncultivated by humankind. While our beautiful Mercer Island has plenty of the great outdoors, they are made safe and tame for us. As I went on a hike this week with my sister through Pioneer Park, you easily can enter nature but you're never in danger truly of straying off the path or being that far from Starbucks or the rest of civilization. It is contained and manicured beautiful, but it is not the wilderness that the gospel calls us to. It is not in fact the wilderness that most of us would even go to. The wilderness as we often experience it 
is the wilderness that is made easy and comfortable for us. Wilderness that is safe to hike or traverse. National parks that are made, constructed to be safe places for us to visit the wilderness. And in fact, when we think of the wilderness as being a place untouched by humankind, we are often erasing and diminishing the indigenous people that have lived and cultivated these lands long before the European settlers came and changed it all. The wilderness is not just a toy for us to play with or an attraction for us to go to. It is in fact, a place created by God, as much as this place is created by God, whatever place you find yourself, which I'm assuming is somewhat more cultivated than the great outdoors. We are called to see the wilderness as more of an archetype, to let go of some of the imagination of harsh weather. As theologian Debbie Thomas says, the wilderness is that place that is at the margins of our power. The wilderness is that place where we are no longer the rulers. The wilderness is that place where we feel uncomfortable, unsettled, less in control. This is for many of us a good place to go to a place where we are called outside of our comfort zones, a place where we are sent and seek to discover God, a place stripped bare of all of our protections and worldly comforts. And perhaps we do not need to hike a great mountain to find that place. It is not hard to find ourselves right now in the wilderness, in a place that we are unaccustomed to, in a place where our usual power, protection, and comfort is gone. It is not a place we would normally have chosen to be. And yet here we find ourselves nine months into a pandemic that is our wilderness where so much of what we want and seek has been stripped away, where the comforts of our faith, that which we are used to using to connect with God, our buildings and sanctuaries, our physical prayer books, our beautiful choir, our warm coffee hour, our childcare, all the things that we cobble together on Sunday mornings to manifest our spiritual experience have been taken. And in its place, we find ourselves here, a place that is uncomfortable and uncertain. And Mark says, this is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. This is where the story not just starts, but continues. The Gospel of Mark is building off of the prophet Isaiah and the long history we have through Jewish scripture that tells us of the Messiah who is to come. 
and it is good and right that we are in the midst of the wilderness. Because for us to connect with God, for us to come to recognize the Messiah, for us to hear and take in that message, means putting ourselves in the place of the original hearers of this gospel. Those who were in the midst of turmoil, changes in political power, exile. It was not an easy time for those who first heard this gospel. They were in the wilderness, literally and metaphorically. And so too, we find ourselves this advent in that place. What voice is it that we hear crying out? And what is it that we are learning about ourselves and about God because we are in the wilderness? John the Baptist is the one speaking us to us today along the river Jordan, baptizing people and pointing not to himself. John very easily could have been the Messiah for some thought that he was, but he points instead to another. He joins in the line of prophets who have come before him and continues to pass on that baton to point us forward towards Jesus Christ. In the midst of uncertainty and unrest, that is where we are sent. We are meant to find good news even in the bleakest moments, even in the uncertainty and turmoil. What we can learn about ourselves and about God in the midst of the wilderness in this place is different than we could if we were sitting in these pews. If we sit in our discomfort, we can learn something of who God is and what we need to be in relationship with God. What it is that feeds our soul what we yearn for, what we desire, how it is that God speaks with us and how it is that we connect with the divine. Perhaps it means facing uncomfortable truths, but they are truths that are well worth discovering. Here is the good news about the wilderness. We think, I think, I should speak for myself, of the wilderness as being a place where I am uncomfortable and without power. But that is my wilderness. For just as every place on this world and every mode of being in relationship with God, that place that I have not traveled before, that place that I am uncomfortable, that place that is my wilderness, is probably somebody else's home. Our wildernesses are not always the same. A land that is untouched by me does not mean it is untouched by another. That is so often the colonial mindset of the wilderness. But if we remember all the generations who have come before us, if we think of all who have inhabited these lands and these faiths before us, 
we can know that we have companions along the way, community, ancestors, and a lineage to guide us through our personal wilderness that perhaps is their known home with God. We do not enter the wilderness alone. We are called to seek out companions along the way, guides and leaders. When we are without our power, our privilege, our certainty, we have to look to those who have traveled these paths before us. We are meant to find God in one another. To me, it is one of the most heartbreaking parts of being apart because I find God so often with all of you. I am soaked in the spirit when we gather together. We are challenged to find God in new ways. We are challenged to connect in new ways. We are challenged to seek out the good news as we await the one who is to come. And what we learn about ourselves in this time, what we learn about others in this time, about others' homes, about others' wildernesses, will deepen our faith and our connection, will continue to point us to the one who is to come. As John the Baptist says, we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. May we bless one another with companionship, with presence, as we seek out that moment with Christ and as we seek out that Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue together on page eight of our bulletin, proclaiming our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of one being with the Father. Through him, all things were made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Great mystery. We call God, we pray for all people who comprise the many versions of your church. May we all honor you and each other in our diversity. Give us the vision, courage, and wisdom to serve you and all our relatives, the elements of water and earth, the plants and animals, and all human beings. Give our voices praise of you beyond our words. We pray for all clergy and laity who seek and serve you. May our true leadership be the Holy Spirit. We pray for the leaders of tribes, people, and nations. Let justice roll down like the waters of the great rivers. Empower us to love our neighbors across the Turtle Island we call Earth. May our giving be greater than our use. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, our families and friends from whom we are separated in response to the COVID pandemic, and especially at Emmanuel, those celebrating birthdays, Megan Rhodes, Ryan McKenna, and Bob Cornwall. Grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he has loved us. Enable us with compassion to stand in and with the pain and suffering in the world, those suffering from COVID and those dedicated to their care and treatment. And at Emmanuel, those who are sick or suffering in body, mind, or spirit. Karen Blankenship, Jim Cameron, Jupe Compton, Niall Clark, Glenn Crosby, Florian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, Paul Eiley, Peter Mackenheimer, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Crystal Stiles, William Victory, Vivian, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. May healing hearts and words connect to those in need. We commend to your mercy all who have died, have died from COVID, and especially at Emmanuel, Lillian Snow, and those who mourn, that your will for them may be fulfilled. We pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. We thank you for the helpful examples known and unknown to us who have shaped the road we walk. Enlighten our own awareness of our visibility to others and make us increasingly mindful of the impact of our choices on others and the generations to come. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. We hold in prayer all those prayers, spoken and unspoken, those on our hearts and in our minds. And we gather up our prayers 
O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And we virtually pass the peace, the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. At this time, we will have our offertory music. A reminder that all that we have and do at Emmanuel is because of your generosity and support. In our bulletin, there are instructions. If you feel so called to give to Emmanuel, this is our virtual passing of the plate. You can do through, so through a text donation or go to our website. And I am grateful for all the gifts from God we receive from this community.
We continue on page 10 of our bulletin. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. At this time, we will say our birthday and anniversary prayers. Is there anyone on today celebrating a birthday or an anniversary this week who wants to unmute and share? I know Megan Rhodes is, but I don't think I see the Rhodes on today. I heard one of the McCannas. Anyone else? Anniversaries? Things to celebrate? We'll pray for you even if you don't tell us. All right, let's join together in the birthday, anniversary, and general Thanksgiving. Let us pray. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts, may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And the prayer for when we are unable to receive communion in person, let us pray together. God of infinite mercy, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior, our true mother, who feeds us and gives us eternal life. Though we cannot consume the gifts of bread and wine, we thank you that we have received the sacrament of Christ's presence, the forgiveness of sins, and all other benefits of Christ's passion. Grant that we may continue forever in the risen life of our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you and those you love and those you pray for as we wait for the coming of the Christ child. May God be in our hearts and minds and may God's presence surround us. Amen. We will conclude together until coffee hour with our closing hymn, Comfort, comfort ye, my people. Oh, 
Let us bless the Lord, alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia, alleluia. Thank mm -hmm. you. 